Hello and welcome everyone to my God two in a row episodes for the new Monday Night Magic. Again, this is Tom. Hopefully you're, uh, well, we're on audio, so this is your startlingly handsome host, uh, Tom Gustafson. And joining me is probably maybe the even more handsomer Brent, who's joining me for the podcast. Hello, I'm Brent. Thanks for introducing me, Tom. And I'm not as Han- handsome as Tom. Handsome Brent. We'll call him handsome Brent. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, again, we're bringing you probably some magic news, magic discussion. Uh, and we'll dive off because we've already been talking about uh, becoming a baby factor in Sims 4 before starting this podcast. <laughs> but we actually have a little bit of magic news and also... Brent and I are going to spend a little bit more time about what we've been playing because I have a new obsession with, I, we're, we're going to start calling it the garbage truck, but blue white trash vehicles has been my <laughs> a great amount of fun. Uh, yes. But Brent, should we, should we just get through the tiny bit of magic news? And I'd say let's, you brought up that kind of cool Reddit post where, where they didn't really show any cards, but that maybe some of the stuff is already out there. <laughs> in stores which is kind of nuts yeah for the uh so the what the upcoming set streets of new capena capena i don't know how to pronounce it i I guess i'm not that'll be coming out right uh october october april 28th but that one well online but it's coming out first in paper paper yep well that's that's gonna that's the new new way of doing even though that's the old way right didn't they originally do it that way anyway we're back to the yeah the new new is the new old it's old new coke new is the yeah oh that would be bad crystal oh god do you remember do you remember crystal 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 pepsi Pepsi or clear tab that was what they had at the university of minnesota they had clear tab which was probably just directly gave me cancer i'm pretty sure because i was i think normal tab there was that great urban myth that it gave you cancer then the crystal version clear tab had to be 10 times worse Oh no! I I never heard Crystal Tab. Crystal Pepsi. I had some of the Crystal. crystal it was Clear Tab. So wow, it was like it was tab. during the wow. Crystal Pepsi phase, but they had yeah. Clear Tab. Wow, that is... maybe that was a Midwest thing. I don't know, but we had Clear Tab because like you get like your takeout lunch, like bag lunch at the at in the university. Yeah, and you could get Clear Tab with it. It might date me a little bit there, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was uh, Crystal Pepsi was not anything that ever uh, jumped out at me as like wow I'm sure disappointed they stopped making this. Yeah, that, that, God, that was a that was a great just yeah Reaganomics and in economies is like how how can we let's do you remember orbits the those like the soda had like the little yeah, the, gelatinous balls yep, that would yep, float in it. Yep, I remember. I those. guess there's actually a lot of science that went into developing those balls so that they would be like neutral buoyancy so they wouldn't float but they wouldn't sink that they would stay in the middle. But no one thought about, well, when I drink something, do I want my mouth full of chewy bits and balls? No, you don't. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so I they appreciate were the sign. It was, it was like the uh, Jurassic Park. Like they, 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 they want to know if they could, but if they should, should, yeah, sort of they never, never stopped for that. So yeah, it'll it'll be going back to the the old way. It'll be paper first, and then the next week it'll be online. So that's a uh, that's good news for people who want to get together and uh, play magic in person, like a gathering, as part of the name uh, says. So hopefully that goes well. And then the uh, there there was a, a Reddit post shared where it looks like there are some pictures from a fa- Facebook Marketplace that looks like someone had already had possession of a box and a draft pack of three, pe- three draft boosters together of streets of new Capena Capena. Is it Capena? I'll say I'm going to go with Capena just because of the two so ends. Someone will correct. I'm sure. And it's too so, close to Capenas then to Cap- go the other way. <laughs> yeah. It's a little immature. That's why I would say Capena, but okay. No, Capena. No, all, so <laughs> only mature adults would be able to adults. avoid that. So, uh, yeah, that's out there. That'll be coming out soon. So that that looks like that'll be fun. And then, Tom, you were uh, pretty hyped for what was the other announcement that came out for new yeah, magic products? Yeah, I mean, it's just literally a single sentence at the bottom of this uh, new Capenna announcement. Um, and, yeah, they said there's going to be more in the Dungeons & Dragons crossover. I feel like we hadn't heard that there was going to be more uh, outside of um, uh, AFR. But yeah, it says Dungeon Dragons crossover commander set Commander Legends colon Battle for Baldur's Gate is slated for release on June 10th, 2022. Um, 
so I, I just, I, I liked D and D, I guess. I don't know if I necessarily love the set as much because we were talking before the podcast that the, I was so excited for that dungeon mechanic. Cause I just thought in my mind, there was so much you could do with delving into a dungeon. I mean, just the essence of role-playing and dungeon dragons. And it seems like for a lot of us, it felt pretty flat uh, with this. Yeah. Well, is that something they could, uh, I know we just had that last year. Every couple of years, they could release as part of a commander product where they could just update, right? Because it's they're both Wizards of the Coast uh, products, Dungeons and Dragons and Magic. Something where they could just expand on that because it's how well did it sell? Did it sell well or AFR? Um, I actually is I don't know how to. I guess like check. That's, do they does okay. Wizards ever release like sales figures for? I know sometimes they'll say like, hey, this, you know, we've sold more this time than any before, but I feel like I don't remember anything specifically from uh, Forgotten Realms. Let's see. Let's see if I can find anything. We'll do good friend Google. According to Rosewater, it was one of the best selling sets ever, but I believe uh, Mark Rosewater says that in every, uh, every set. <laughs> and uh, uh, Vincent, who has his, his full-time job as fact-checking me, uh, says that they just they just never do specific numbers, which I guess I'm not too surprised with. But I guess also, too, I guess I don't know with Hasbro. Oh, God, we want to get into the free wizard stuff. But uh, it's I'd be curious. It seems like Hasbro would like hard numbers since it feels like uh, Wizards has been kind of supporting them it's almost like it's like a company in a lot of ways is being by far their most lucrative sort of arm, I guess right now. Yeah. They seem to be making uh money hand over fist unless there's going to be, well, that's another topic unless that uh possible takeover happens with uh, Mr. Magic, Johnny magic there. Yeah. I, 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 I feel sort of bad because, you know, Johnny magic, you know, just a, a, a big part of kind of magic history. And then, if you guys remember, there was also sort of that weird thing where he went on a date with someone and she was like, a re- I can't remember what it was for. She was a reporter yep. and like talked, basically just made fun of him. I was just like, yep. what the hell are you doing? Enough yep. to Johnny Magic went to this, to to the, it, I guess, reporter. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, the article. Yeah. And then I, I feel like all that kind of good faith is being vaporized by Abe work. I mean, it's a, we all like to, we all need to make money to live and eat and stuff, but working for a hedge fund. Yeah, it's always yeah. a uh, uh, yeah. Well, you're making money to make money, uh, but then uh, you know there's a. I wish I should have written down, but there's some people who were tweeting some where they kind of delved into through the website for this hedge fund, kind of how they had. Uh, what was the, they had a specific uh, name for the kind of investing they did. Oh, God, what was it? Not acceleration. It was an unusual activist. It was something. It was some, some sort of weird term that they used for how they invested. But when they looked historically, basically they would buy companies that were not cheap but undervalued, and mm-hmm. then sort of maximize that value, and then basically sell out like within a year. So it wasn't like they were necessarily into the long term health of whatever that item brand project was mm-hmm. uh, with them. I think uh, I think it's easy to th- look at it and be like, "Oh, John Finkel, that'd be great for Matt. That'd be great for the brand to have him come in and be on the board." But he he's not there as Johnny Magic, right? That was the nickname. J- Johnny, yeah, yeah, Johnny Magic yeah, kind of became the, I guess the, yeah. the the brand. I guess the a brand. little bit there. He, he's not Johnny Magic. Then he's John Finkel, the hedge fund manager, and he wants to make money. <laughs> well, so that's that's the job. I would say that yeah. players must be doing so. I, it might be, and that could be a, you know, a very tough position for him where, if, you know, he really, we assume he does love the game. Then you're like, the decisions you're making are for the company, not what you might personally think is actually good for the health of the game. And be like, that might kind of suck. And then you might become the face, basically the scapegoat for whatever happens. Like, that's maybe not a great place to end yeah. up being with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so. I mean, they'll keep making money, but yeah, that's a little concerning. Uh, but I am just hoping, you know, given just sort of underwhelming, you know, going back to the Dungeons and Dragons, is that I know we were talking a little bit before about how Alchemy has, you know, tried to really juice up a lot of the dungeon-based <laughs> cards because oh, yeah. in general, the, it did seem like a very weak mechanic or people did not utilize it much. And 
A, we only got three dungeons, which I was kind of surprised that there was already a pretty limited number. I thought there'd be a little more diversity there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that most people just used a, a small, basically a small number of the pathways on there yep. were kind of pretty much optimized. Uh, so I'm hoping with this commander thing that they can get, you know, give me like a dungeon commander that, and maybe some, I want new dungeons. That's the biggest thing is give me new dungeons and maybe some more interesting things with the dungeon cards themselves. Cause it was kind of unexciting things like draw a card, you know, maybe yep. gain a couple life. The tomb of annihilation, I thought was a little more interesting because it had a little bit more of the, uh, you had the pathway where you could basically get more negatives to try to get faster, to get to the payout of the end. Like yep. that I thought was nobody wanted to play with it, but that at least was more interesting to me. So yeah, explore that type of thing or, Give me a double-sided card. Like once I finish the dungeon, they love making those now, you know, have it flip over to something else and do something or have it be like a second, you know, like new game plus dungeon on the back. Uh, you know, It seems like there's a lot of fun you could have there. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting if they can expand it. More dungeons would be much, much better, I believe, than just having the set three dungeons of which one of them got used far more than the other two. Exactly, and and I guess yeah. For yeah, we just not a whole lot known about New Capenna. They said it was you know about like be like a big metropolis, um, which is kind of weird just because we're coming from Kamigawa, you know, Neon, which to me is I started playing Cyberpunk kind of because of this set. It's like we're also like in you know Neo Tokyo at this yep. point, and uh, but uh, looks like a different look. Does not look to be you know, cyberpunk in any fashion, at least from what I can see. But, um, and in the one picture, and again, this is from the unofficial, we don't know if it's real or not. When it says bundle, is this like the box you'd get when you, I haven't been to a in-life pre-release for years. Is this like what you'd get at a pre-release is like this bundle box, or is this like a different type of product that I'm just not recognizing? It's, it's a different product you can get at the box stores where you can go okay. and buy, you can buy the draft pack there. So it'll have three, uh, draft or boosters together already okay okay um so that's the so three draft boosters is you know if you look at that first picture there's there's that bigger box i guess at the top of the picture where it's it's like kind of up and down to me it looks more like a booster box size but it says bundle on it um yeah that first one the first one there yeah i didn't know what that the because you could see sort of the, the the pack of three giraffe boosters in the bottom of the picture, and then on the upper yep. side, to me, it's more booster box sized, and they call it a bundle. I didn't know if this was something I just haven't seen because I haven't been to a in, in person pre release. I I do not know what that one is. Okay, that, that's it. Seeing see, this is all conjecture anyway. Seeing that little, if you go at the very top and kind of like it the says orange, eight players, maybe yeah, eight eight player, or is it? Eight boosters, eight. Oh, you know. this could be boosters too. Okay. So is this the? Uh, I guess maybe this was way back w- to go back in the way back machine. Remember they used to call them fat packs. You get them. Oh, you'd have yeah. like a couple boxes, and you get that nice. Oh, I liked them. You know, you get that uh, book that would have all the cards in them, so you could check off which ones you have and have little stories on the characters. This, I believe, is re- the the bundles replace that, and I think now it comes with eight set boosters. Set push. Okay, okay. Because yeah, you can't can't call them uh, fat pack. They got rid of from calling fat packs, so they're they're bundles. They're bundles. I got. I, I always like the name fat pack, but fat pack was so good. And they used to come with way back. They would come with two of those nice boxes that you could store cards in, and then the ones for like uh, I remember Lorwin block. Each uh, box had separate art that so when you put it together, it looked like one giant. Piece of art. It was nice. And did, I don't know. were those ones that, where the fat packs also came with like little plastic dividers that you could use to like separate your cards in those boxes? Way back then, yeah, I still have okay. a bunch of them. Yep they they used to come with those. They would have uh, six of them in there, so you could use those. Those are those were great, and they had like nice art on them usually. And I I still remember those. Yep. And then they got away from that, and then they went down to just a single box with ten draft boosters. And then last set they switched it down to eight set boosters because i mean generally if you're buying those you're not drafting them anyways so okay yeah so yeah but we'll we'll get into it the, the mtgo has kind of brought back my 
kind of love an actual participation in magic. So I'm I'm back into it now. It was good timing. Yeah, yeah. So you need to uh, uh, the uh, garbage truck deck. You need to uh, you need to throw this out here so everyone can hear about it and uh, try and prepare as best they can for the onslaught. Yeah. So we'll talk about the garbage truck and then. Um, Kind of like you said, Brent, you like you just you've been more on the arena side, so you're kind of looking to maybe see where MTGO is at and sort of kind of what's different, you know, why it's drawn me and maybe some other people recently uh, back to MTGO, where I had played it way back when I kind of first came out in the early days and kind of fell off of it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, trash vehicles is, I guess I was just looking. This is going to be related to the whole MTGO discussion, but I was looking for decks I could play that were five tickets or less for the deck because of these loan programs, which are kind of amazing. Uh, so I was just, uh, and uh, part of this too came from Saffron Olive, who uh, MTG Goldfish will have sort of these like budget deck, I guess, series of articles. And a lot of times those, if you are cut out some of like the different types of uh, non-basic lands, a lot of times under five tickets. So it was pretty easy. Um, so I played some green, white enchantment, which was a lot of fun. But then I started looking at just the, I love vehicles in general. They've been outside of the couple of busted ones like smuggler copter and stuff, not highly popular. Um, just to see, Hey, what could I play uh, with this? And in general, it's been a ton of fun to make people really angry with a deck that's average at best, but with, as long as we're not playing mono black discard, it's a pretty good game against a lot of creature based decks uh, right now. Uh, and also just, if we go back to, uh, I think a lot of older players love blink decks where you're, you know, having cards basically get exiled and coming right back in. So it activates their leaving basically exile effects, but also their enter the battlefield effects. Uh, we will not get into my annoyance that phasing does not trigger this, which I bet irritates <laughs> me. No, uh, no end. Um, so yeah, some of the cards in here, like Ingenious Smith, where you know it's a one-one. You look at the top four cards, you can pull out an artifact. But what really runs this deck, though, is I want to try to play Surge Hacker Mech because it. Anytime a card comes into play for four mana that does damage, is how can I make it better than a Flame Tongue Kavu? Because that was one of the best kind of Ravnica cards. Like that thing was just a house. I mean, a four-two for four that basically destroyed another creature was. Sure. Uh, a little unfair. We uh, have yeah, a search hacker mech. It's a four mana artifact vehicle. It's actually a five, five menace, which I honestly sometimes forget. So it's a pretty good power. Uh, but when it enters the battlefield, it deals damage equal to twice the number of vehicles you control to a creature or planeswalker, which has been very helpful actually with us. So even if it's your only vehicle you're casting, you're doing at least two damage when it comes out. Um, but there is a huge number of blink effects <laughs> right now in standard, <laughs> which was half the fun. Uh, the other one that actually has made this probably deck work is Circuit Mender. Uh, it's a fairly unimpressive uh, uncommon from Neon. Oh. Uh, three mana, it's just a 2-3 artifact creature. It's an insect. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you get two life. When it leaves the battlefield, you, you draw a card. Exactly. So when you blink it, you get two life and a card, which is great. Yeah. Uh, uh, touch the Spirit Realm. Is honestly, I think my maybe one of my new favorite cards because it's sort of you can channel it for a blink effect, or you can cast it as sort of like a cheap uh, Oblivion Ring, mm -hmm. where you can basically remove a creature. So it's like two really useful abilities uh, with this. Planar Incision, another sort of blink effect. A blue and a color gives it a plus one plus one. Uh, we got the good boy. We got Spirited Companion. You know, one one for a card. Uh, and then the one I think it seems like it's gained the most play now. In, even in trash is the Reckoner Bank Vault, which is sort of a two mana, but card draw, but that eventually will poop, up, poop out a vehicle. Oh, sorry, a pilot. pilot. Um, and surprisingly good, because that's the most expensive card in the deck literally is that. Uh, and then the final one that kind of puts it all together is Teleportation Circle. So it gives you sort of an end step blink effect that you can use. It is an option. It says up to one, so you don't have to blink something if you don't want to. Um, and this has led to a lot of rage quits. And this has been my personal <laughs> joy of this deck. Uh, there's still a lot of red green werewolves decks out there, which is sort of the perfect prey I have found for this deck because they're fast, but they're a little bit more mid range. So control decks tend to do well there. The mono green aggro decks are still really hard to beat because those decks are kind of ridiculous when they're 
literally casting a, a turn to the, the pack leader <sighs> going into that goddamned old growth troll. Yep. Every time. Three mana, four, four trampled that basically can come back for free. It's kind of insane, but those decks are challenging, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, but basically, you get a Surge Hacker mech. I also have some other vehicles with the Reckoner Bankbuster. Mobilizer mech has also been amazing for turning on other vehicles. Uh, oh. As you're doing like four, six, eight damage every time the thing blinks, and you just kill every creature that they put out. And eventually they stop playing, which I have uh, really enjoyed. And all that for under five tickets. Yes. Uh, now I have, uh, with some recommendations from Vincent, and we'll talk about the, I updated my loan program. I think I'm up to about eight tickets because I've got some better lands with Deserted Beach uh, and a couple of Nico Eris, which in my mind, and this I think comes from paper magic, is this, to me, Planeswalkers are expensive. I don't even look at them. Like, I don't read the text as I know I will never have one. <laughs> um, and just the weirdness of MTGO economies, a lot of the not top tier ones are dirt cheap for a lot of cards. Um, so Nico Eros is like less than one ticket um, and pretty fun because it gives creatures unblockable and then bounces them. So it's kind of yeah. like another blink blink ick ish effect. And then it just creates a whole buttload of these shards that you sacrifice for cards, which has been useful uh, with them. So I've had a lot of fun. I'm calling it trash vehicles for garbage truck, um, but it's been a lot of fun. What about for you, though, Brent? Or what are there any <clears throat> decks that you've been into or draft or anything that I know the first draft didn't go super well, but maybe it's improved? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did an in <clears throat> in person draft. Uh, did great there. I did O three. Uh, you not, stuck through all the way. I, That's I important. I stuck I tell through my kids. all the way. Stuck through all the way. And uh, O three. And then I did uh, my first uh, arena draft for uh, Neon Dynasty. I went to, I actually ended up going five, three. I uh, was quite amazed with it. It was uh, <clears throat> green, green, white, splash blue. So I guess kind of bant, bantish. Okay. Uh, green, white seems uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm not going to complain about that. So yeah, that's, uh, that, uh, that's, uh, that is all that I've drafted so far of the new set, but I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. It does seem like I said it before. Green, white seems quite strong. Uh, there was a there was a deck I played against. Uh, he cast a turn two. It's one in a green. It's the two two trample. Whenever you cast, it's a oh, co- commie of transience. Yes, commie of transience. And then proceeded to every turn thereafter. And then it was roaring earth was the next turn, which that's whenever you uh, put a land card, put a plus one plus one counter, and then started <laughs> okay. playing cheap enchantments and was just yeah I I didn't I didn't stand a chance. It was it was a great. Congratulations to the my opponent for drafting that deck because it was beautiful. I did not stand a chance. It was it was magnificent. <laughs> well, and, and combat trains because I just because I was playing that budget uh, standard version is yeah. I completely. I think most most of us don't even see it. Is that it has that extra clause where if an enchantment leaves the battlefield, you can get it back to your hand from the graveyard. Yeah, I've had that saved me a few times playing like discarders. Like I have. They're all in the graveyard, and they didn't even think about. It. They killed one of my enchantments, and it's like, get all back, get it back, and then you can cast it again for another plus one, plus one counter and comedy of transients. And yeah, it was that. Uh, but yeah, so far it's been pretty good. I've with a whopping uh, two drafts under my belt. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far, and I've uh, uh, been trying to uh, get into MTGO. But I was uh, had some questions on the uh, card loan program, so I figured you'd be the expert to go to, Tom. Yeah, well, I've been kind of diving into this because, <laughs> again, uh, just had some people tell me because I was. This seems like there's been a lot of criticism about sort of the economy of MTG Arena, just being yeah. kind of exploitative and maybe not the best for, I guess, a lot of players outside of you're just drafting because it's. Yeah. Uh, a lot of concerns with card rarity and how to get those cards. Um, so I was kind of looking at other ways of playing. It's like, well, there's MTGO. It's the one that came out first. You should go check that out. Cause I didn't really, as I use Scryfall, they always list the card prices at the bottom. And it kind of started to sink in as I'm looking at it is like, you know, a lot of them are way cheaper than they are in paper outside of some very rare expect uh, exceptions in general, drastically cheaper on MTGO. Um, so I started playing and, I had somebody text me, I think, again, it was the Saffron Olive that 
he had published some articles and videos about kind of getting back into MTG over the last, I think within like the last three months, these have all come up. Um, and also sharing about the loan program. Uh, so I've been, I've been working with Card Hoarder. I am part what bias is they've supported Monday Night Magic way back when I was still hosting it for years. They supported it. So I've, they've always been great. I've always liked Card Hoarder. And they have what's called a loan program. So you can you know, buy uh, MTGO cards from them. And, and it's kind of amazing the whole bot ecosystem of MTGO <laughs> where pretty much everything is done without talking to a real person. Like they have these fake players that can do transactions with card collections automatically uh, with it. And as we were kind of talking about through uh, Discord, Brent, is it's it's prison economy. Like you got to have something that drives, <laughs> you know, what is your base unit of value? MTGO basically since forever, it's been the event ticket. And that's okay. what you had to buy to get into events, drafts, everything. And historically, I guess I don't know international prices. They've been one US dollar in general is what they've always been. And I think they still are. So inflation has not yet hit MTGO that I've seen. Uh, so event tickets became sort of the de facto currency uh, for this. And so pretty much all prices for MTGO cards are in usually tickets, like, you know, this many tickets. And like Bitcoin, they go down to point, you can go down to basically pennies, you know, one, one hundredths of tickets is what you can break it down to. Um, so the loan program is they, you know, they have this gigantic basically card pool and they say, Hey, for a certain amount of money, or we'll talk about the free version, is you can have basically checked out from us a certain value of cards at any given time. Um, and I think f- at first it didn't sound like much. They said, well, hey, for free to try it out, you can do five tickets at a time. Um, when you start looking at the MTGO economy, that covers actually quite a bit of stuff. When a lot of cards are, again, I'll say pennies when you look at the cost. Um, so there you could actually get quite a few decks and I was playing Doran in um, uh, Modern and oh. getting quite a few wins with a almost like a four and a half ticket deck uh, with this and having you know a fun with it. As you don't own those cards, eventually you do have to return them if you want to get new cards. Um, but I think for a lot of us that fits how we play Magic. We Every once in a while you get a pet deck that you keep forever and you're always kind of t- tweaking it. But a lot of times you're building it and I see Brent nodding. It's like you, you build a deck, you kind of play for a period of time new sets come out, things change and you make a new deck or you want to try something different. It's like, well, here I'm not, I guess I'm wasting money because I'm renting them, but I'm also not doing a big investment into a deck that is now going to kind of be maybe the the negative side of the MTGO economy, you know, not really worth much, you know, maybe for some of these older commons and things. Um, so yeah, it's worked out really well. So I dove in and Card hoarder is really easy because they have basically their own event ticket. They call it a bot credit. Um, so you can purchase basically these credits for them that work with all of their, I guess, ecosystem or their economy. So you don't even have to go through MTGO and buy their event tickets. You can just buy their bot credits. And you can pay for the loan, the loan program with those. Okay. Um, and if you, since you're, they call it cash, but if you pay with PayPal, you get them for basically 92 cents on the dollar for these bot credits. Um and so the way they work their loan program, you have your max MLV, your max loan value, which is the total number of tickets you can have out uh, at any given time. And the amount that you pay, it's weekly. The amount that yeah. you pay is 2.5% of that value. So in my case, I'm currently at 40, uh, 40 ticket, which is pretty much the minimum that you can do. Uh, okay. 40 tickets comes out to be one ticket or one bot credit per week is what it comes out to be. So in my mind, I'm paying 92 cents a week to pretty much play any deck that I, that I, in reality, that I would ever like to play. You know, you're going to make occasional cuts because a certain land might be too expensive or something else, but I'm playing 98% of the cards that I want uh, with this. For And with, at least with the card hoarder version, I know the that Mana Traders has, also has a loan program. I just haven't used theirs. Is I just bought a bunch of bot credit, and then they just automatically kind of deduct it weekly from that, so I don't really have to, like, worry about paying it. It's, 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 yeah. pretty, it's pretty easy. Um, and and also, at least with the card hoarder version, is if I go onto their website and, you know, you can import a deck list from MTGO and it'll pull all those cards in. Uh, you can directly check out and then instead of paying, you just change the drop down to loan program and it basically just treats like you have that money uh, in your account. And then you so, can... 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Vincent, actually, that's a good question. So what happens if a card that you've already got on loan drastically increases in price? This, I was trying to read through kind of the uh, the fine print. Um, at least for what I could get through is the the cost to them is, or I guess its value to them is what you checked it out at. Um, oh. I guess, again, this is a loan. So uh, you can't sell those cards, I guess, in many ways. <laughs> yeah. I think you could try, but then you're going to have to eventually return it. And I think it, that's when you, I guess it's like commodity trading. You could try to, I guess, do a short and be like, I'm going to sell it high and then buy it back lower later. But you could hose yourself, I guess, in that point. Yeah. And so there, you know, as actually I signed up for the paying program, there literally is like a, I'll call it like a short legal document that you sign. I think that helps protect in those cases where they theoretically they could maybe try to get the money out of you if you're doing some real shady shenanigans there so the answer is i think for 40 tickets i mean i guess you could get lucky on some sort of a speculation but that's probably not going to happen so i think it'd be a very rare case where you might get lucky but eventually have to return it if you ever stop the program so you could maybe lose money if you're really trying to sell and I guess, do the stock life. It seems like that might be more trouble than it's worth. (laughs) Yes, I guess you could if you're buying your crazy red foil neon Kamigawa. I think that's like one in a million packs, but yeah. But in general, if you're just, I'll say, kind of a typical, I'll say probably a casual player, uh, pretty amazing value and and just ease. um, For when you are renting these cards you can put in a deck list from mtgo it'll automatically like fill that and then shoot it to your account or whatever what's the what's the turnaround on that so let's say i have my deck and i'm like you know what i'm bored i'm winning too much with the garbage truck i gotta try something else and then i throw those back and then i put in another deck list for card hoarders is it are you looking at a few hours days you know probably i'd say probably in in total probably around 10 Probably about 10 minutes, probably 10 to 15 minutes total. Okay. Because <laughs> um, they have quite a few bots. So I'd say like the, let's, let's, let's walk through it. We'll say I'm, I'm getting okay. my first deck and then we'll walk through getting a new deck. Okay. Um, so it's pretty slick. Um, when you create an account with card order, if you would, if you like, you can, because it's, everything's based on your MTGO, basically username or handle. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you choose to, you can allow it to basically access your collection. So it knows what you have. Okay. Um, so if I pull in a deck list that I got from somewhere else, uh, empty goldfish somewhere, throw it in. You can have a, there's one that says only, only buy what I don't have. So it'll actually automatically go through and take out the cards that you already have, which I found. It's cool. You, I don't have a ton, but it's it was yeah. useful. Um, so there I'd say, check out, you know, click my, do with my loan program. Uh, usually you want to already be an MTGO. You submit your order. And then usually within about a couple minutes, I think the longest I had was five minutes. You will get a trade request from one of their loan rental bots. bots, and it'll just say, "Are you ready?" Type yes. Pops up the trade window. It has all the cards that were in that order. Um, you take them, you confirm the trade, and you've got the cards uh, at that point. And then, if you want to, how I could ever give up trash vehicles? I don't think, but if I did want to <laughs> sell my trash vehicle to you know got junk cars, is I uh, right through the card hoarder website. Basically, their list of your orders or your loans. So right there, you can just say return return loan or return order. Uh, so as you click it, again, usually within a couple minutes, you'll get a, a trade request from a, one of their bots that just says, hey, these are the cards we want. And as long as you have your whole collection visible, it will automatically pull them into the trade. Uh, hit confirm trade, and the cards are returned uh, at that point. So I've, I found to be pretty – I mean, it'd be nice if it was even faster, but – I have found that 10 to 15 minute turnaround to be acceptable. Um, the only, I guess the one annoyance maybe with the system, and I'd, I'd be curious to see how they, maybe how the other ones do it is, Hey, I get my original, my original garbage truck deck, and then I want to do some tweaks. So in some ways there, you may end up having a bunch of little orders. So if we go back to uh. do your final deck return, you can do multiple at a time, but in some ways you might be doing multiple small returns. Like, Oh, Hey, oh, hey I wanted to get rid of, a couple of circuit menders and get a couple of spare supplies, you know, wherever my small tweak is, each one of those is another transaction. So in the end, it can be a little annoying to kind of clean up your basic, uh, clear out your tab 
at that point. But uh, I'm assuming the other services would have to be similar, but maybe they've made that slightly just less annoying um, with it. But that's been, the, I guess, the only thing I can see that might be irritating with them. The Actually, that seems like a, uh, speaking as a dad gamer, that seems like a, a pretty decent setup, especially for that price. If it's looking yeah, at, well, if you're looking at a dollar a week rental, and then you're not having to go right, you're not having to draft to try and get these comments on comments, the occasional rare. You're you're not. Yes, you don't have them in your collection. That's a downside. But time is also something that we pay for if we're limited. It's finite. This eliminates a lot of that time. That uh, uh, oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you're just uh trudging through trying to do it, you know, to get the to finish the task. You hear a lot of like MMOs. People are just like a grind almost. Yeah, yeah, it eliminates a lot of that grind. And honestly, for I understand everybody's finances are different, but for a dollar a week to be able to, you know, do something decent. Yeah, it might not be, you know, tier one, tier one deck there, but it sounds like you're definitely having fun with this. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that you can put together that are uh, trash or janky or salt producers that you can still have fun with for a dollar a week. I mean, that's, that seems worthwhile. Yeah. And, and I, and, and I think especially if you kind of like to experiment with like maybe different combos and stuff, like before there was always like, do I really want to invest, you know, 10 bucks to try out, you know, some dumb janky combo in my mind that I think would be fun here. There's really no barrier. Be like, fine, I'll just load it out. And if I don't like it, send it back. And then in some ways I'm really not out anything by trying, you know, some stupid, you know, one, one pinger deck that I think would be fun to play for a while. But do I really want to spend, you know, the money? Not real. I don't really need all these cards. I, I think that's where it's perfect. And, and you kind of brought up with kids. I could see in my mind as, you know, a couple of my kids are getting old enough where I think they could, you know, play the game is, well, here you don't have to worry about having their own, maybe account. We kind of have like our family plan of my loan yeah. program. <laughs> And then we can make a deck. It can be there. And then if they lose interest and stop playing, I'm again, I'm, I feel like I'm not really out as much yeah. as I would be. Yeah. It's like, it's not, uh, you don't physically have the card. You don't digitally have the cards. They're not yours. You can't just walk away from the table with them, but that seems to be the biggest downside, but that downside seems quite small compared to all the upsides of say, I keep going to the, the dollar a week, which I know that's only for 40 tickets. Correct. That's a, yeah, about 40 tickets. That's, so again, it's yeah, 2.5. You're paying weekly tickets or bot credits, 2.5% of the total max value that you can yeah, have out. It, it That just seems, I don't know, it just to me, it seems like it's something I'll, uh, I'll uh, do it <laughs> for a dollar, for a dollar. I mean, if you look, I still will draft, I still draft on arena, but if you look at, if you're going on to arena to purchase things where, you know, if you're trying to do the gems, then gems to buy packs or buy the mastery pass or do these other things. On Magic Gathering Online with this card rental program, you can just go in there. You're doing it. All the little, the grinding, the niddly piddly stuff is out of the way. You just submit what you need based on your ticket limit. They boop, shoot it out to you. It says about 10, 15 minutes, which that doesn't seem to be uh, a big hindrance either. And now you can play. Yeah, you can experiment. You can do all those things. So yeah, I guess for me, it's is the closest I've gotten to what I thought was my dream for our MTG Arena, which was basically the subscription model where yes. I pay 20, 30, 40 bucks a month, wherever they decided. And you just have access to the card pool, you know, yeah. that that's there uh, to me. Yeah. That always seemed like the ultimate, if you were for trying to make this not a pay to win game, which in some ways, clickable card games have been that since the beginning of time. I mean, kind of inherently uh, Richard Garfield's plan to have the, uh, the, you know, the power of cards be balanced by the, just literally the physical availability of your env- local environment looked like it would work great in the nineties, but you know, in, you know, in the modern day internet, everything else, you know, it's n- n- not going to work uh, yeah. for it. Um, so yeah, to me, I feel like I'm getting closer to that kind of dream with the, the MTGO kind of rental program. And even though again, 40 tickets doesn't sound like much again, with the economy of MTGO, most cards are dirt cheap. So you are going to be able to get quite a bit for that. Yeah. yeah that seems like it's a, like that, it's, uh, I'll, I'll be the cheap dad. Seems like it's a good dad value. Oh, I, well, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to have my splurges, but yeah. Uh, and, and Vincent, he also saved me about $60 uh, this past couple of weeks. 
I am a dad gamer, so you need to be able to pause. You need to be able to leave a game. That's why I like drafting on Arena uh, as opposed to, say, MTGO. Uh, But I've never played a FromSoft game, never played a Souls game. I heard so much (laughs) hype about Elder Ring. I'm just like, the videos looked cool. I'm like, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'm just a Souls gamer that didn't know it. You know, I'm the farmer that went to heaven, and if there had been a war, I was going to be a general. It just, it just never happens. He didn't know it. Uh, but Vincent's like, ah, he's like, I, I don't know. Are you sure? I'm like, I'm, I'm a big boy gamer. I could do this. He's like, you can't pause it. I'm like, what the hell do you mean you can't pause it? <laughs> it's just, and it fits with what I, I was just being blinders on, just trying to be like, it looks cool. I should try it. Probably not going to enjoy it. Probably not made for me. Uh, I no. know it's amazing, but just not made for me. So I took that... I'll say theoretically save money and cyberpunk 2077 is now on sale for $30 on steam. And I think Epic game store. Okay. Playing it on PC. It seems like all the horrendous bugs have been largely ironed out. That game seems pretty amazing so far. I'm having good fun. Put that thing on easy mode. I'm just smoking <laughs> fools all over the place. It's great. Uh, what, what uh, class are you playing in uh, cyberpunk? Yeah. I, again, I just, the three fast. I went with the nomad. I, that just sounded like you're sort of like a. I describe it as being like a sort of like a cyber gypsy. Like they apparently live in clans, like out outside of the big cities. They like steal cars. It's kind of Mad Max ish. It's kind of what I got the feel. That's kind of what drew me to it. Where they steal cars, they live in clans. They're kind of like raiding fuel depots. Uh, I'm still early, and somehow I'm not in my clan anymore. Oh. So that's what's kind of drive me to new city, kind of the the main city of the game. So to kind of make my make my fortune there. Okay. Uh, Vincent asked an important question. Uh, what are you going to do with the other $30 that you saved since you bought well, it on sale? Before last night, I would, uh, saving it, you know, it's now been spent on Sims four expansion packs, <laughs> well beyond $30. Um, I'm trying to think, Oh, I'm saving it. I'm going to apologize. This means I'm a poor, I'm a poor human. I'm crass. I have no taste. I love the borderlands games. I know they're oh. not, I know people okay. in general hate them, hate the comedy. I like Family Guy. I I can't help myself. I I do appreciate sort of base humor. I it does entertain me. So I greatly enjoyed Borderlands Three. Just even just the gameplay. I just it was a good shooter. Uh, so for I think was it Borderlands Two or Three? They had this weird DLC pack where they had this inside the universe. They have a fictional D and D game called. Bunkers and badasses is what it was is called inside there. Uh, so they actually had this DLC where, in some ways, you were playing that. Like the characters were playing bunkers and badasses, but you were sort of like you know in D anD D, you're playing what's in your mind. Like I'm the warrior, I'm going through and killing all the monsters. Here it was, it was more like a D anD D esque role playing version of Borderlands, which was fun. And now they're kind of sort of like it's based on Borderlands three, but the new version, a full fledged version of that called tiny Tina's wonderlands, I think. Oh, okay. Um, comes out end of March. I'm there's different classes, you know, like base, uh, like a stabomancer. I'm like, I'm sorry. Some of these things I kind of <laughs> find, I, I find them humorous. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible human, but I find it humorous. Uh, so I'm saving my $30 to go towards that game in the bottom line. Cause I know I will have a lot of fun. That sounds that sounds like it's interesting. I did like Borderlands. I've only played it a few a few times, but it does seem interesting. I you know I do enjoy a good shooter, and that Borderlands is a good shooter. Um, or if you want to save your thirty bucks, is yeah, throw that money towards Xbox Game Pass right now because that thing is just. I don't even have an Xbox. I just play on PC, and that thing is a ridiculous value. Especially now that I heard that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be coming out on it, I think, this month. Um, that thing is just outrageous for all the stuff on there. Um, yeah, Vince was just saying uh, Borderlands 2 is very... That was probably the most popular one, I would have to kind of guess. I guess I don't know the exact numbers. I feel like I heard more about Borderlands 2. Uh, but yeah, I just enjoyed playing Borderlands 3. It was, a, to me, a fun shooter. And that was a game about, you know, their quote of a billion guns were, you know, the guns are the equipment. They have shields and things, but the guns come in different manufacturers, different, I guess, additions or negatives to them. And they also had a, a period of time where they had some very, you could get kind of unique weapons where they could kind of change your gameplay. So I, I liked it. Um, 
So Brent, I was just saying the other option for the thirty dollars is just keep getting Xbox Game Pass because that thing is nuts. I know you yes. have an Xbox, and it's getting a PC. Is uh, now that all the games pretty much come to PC. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out this this month. I was going to probably buy that one anyways because everybody seemed to really like it. Yep, um, fifteen dollars. Yeah. I I know they're going to have to raise the price. I don't see how that's going to be. It's probably not healthy for the for the video game industry if that becomes dominant. But man, as a consumer, that is fifteen bucks well spent <laughs> every month. Well, you might not be able to do it now since you've already had it, but there's a there's a hack with the Game Pass. So before I just had Xbox Gold, it was I think it was sixty dollars a year. I think it was, you could upgrade, right? It let you upgrade to the Game Pass for a dollar for three months. Well, yes, you it upgrades the entire. So I banked three years since. Yep, then. a lot so of people I, did. I, okay, all right. Well, I, don't, I, don't I banked. Know. I think I got it like a year because I think <laughs> I'd already signed up. Then I learned about the. The, the loophole. So yep. I was able to get, I think, like an additional year. And it's like, oh, was... I say, even at full price, I still feel that thing is it. Because yep. with kids, it's, it has yep. Minecraft, it has Sims 4, the base. It has a lot of the games that they would want to play anyways. I was like, man, I played through Yakuza like a dragon. Never touched the Yakuza game. That thing was one of the weirdest games I've ever played, but I really enjoyed it. Um, when I'm saving a, a Yakuza boss who's in basically dressed up in a diaper because he's in, into infantilism, I'm like, this is quite the game that I'm playing right now. And I had to beat him up as a toddler in a diaper. Like, that's how he fought me, was oh, in okay. his diaper. <laughs> and then I, I gained his trust. and But to maintain his trust, I also had to wear the diaper. So uh-huh. I had to join in. Was that the one where you had to save a pet crayfish too? Uh, yes. It? Yeah, yes. that is the okay. pet crayfish yep. one. Yeah. Yep, pet crayfish. That was the one that they went more JRPG where it was instead of being, I guess, real time combat, it's turn based combat. Oh, okay. Like a dragon. Okay. That game is, it's huge. It's bonkers. The weirdest stuff happens in that game that I've ever seen. Uh, but again, good fun. Uh, they have, I mean, they, they put out the new Halo on there. I, oh, yeah. I mean, yep. they have tons of games. I, I do Fallout 76 on there. Uh, no Man's Sky is on there. So I play uh, No Man's Sky. Uh, just started playing lawn mowing simulator. So if anybody's oh, that, that one, apparently yeah. people love lawn mower simulator, lawn mowing simulator. And I'll be a dad. It is. My kids think it's the dumbest thing in the world. And I'm like, you just don't understand sometimes you after stri- a day. It, just, you like stripe it and stuff like you would in real life yeah. in lawn mower simulator. I'm not that far, but yes, you can, you mm. can. And you have to choose different lawn mowers, whether you want a side discharge, a bagger, <laughs> um, you, can do, <laughs> you can do electric or petrol because it's i think it's bread based electric or okay. petrol a weed whacker and then you have a time limit for you know time limit for doing the lawn and a percent coverage you don't want to you know turn too fast or you'll scalp I, i'm sure this will get mocked that's fine i'm just telling you it's it's a great you're you're not you don't have to think heavily playing lawn mowing simulator i'm not saying it's a dumb game it's just you can just chill. Well, I, I played probably more hours I will ever admit in Cookie Clicker and those types of like incremental <laughs> games. So I cannot, I will not throw shade because what did you do? I made a trillion bajillion cookies. Well, that's great use of your life. You know, congratulations. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you just need that. You just need that little that downtime, and it doesn't have to be a, a first person shooter. It doesn't have to be a, a MMO RPG. It doesn't have to be anything. You're just looking for something to just you can. Yeah. Or maybe. Vampire Survivor. I jumped on that bandwagon. That game is also a great turn your mind oh, yeah? off. Uh, Vampire Survivor. Yeah, it's on. It's a uh, Steam early access, uh, okay. created by a single developer. Uh, but basically, they. <laughs> I try to think how to describe it. It's uh, it's a overhead two D view. Um, your character and all you do is control the character. All of your attacks are basically on like a cooldown uh, sort of system, and basically you're just trying to survive. It's like wave horde mode. Um, oh, but there's like unlocks and upgrades, and then you can like get secret weapons. It is oddly compelling. It's like three or four dollars and yes. it's one of the most popular games on steam so i think it got picked up by some big streamers and then it became you know kind of known but it is oddly satisfying i probably played five six hours of that game total and you just do runs and there are there is some unlocks that you gain over time that will make subsequent runs easier uh but it is and a lot of the graphics were not ripped out from castlevania but basically purchased from like a castlevania like asset pack so there's like mm-hmm. a whip 
holy water, the boomerang, all the weapons you think of from the original Castlevania, you're, and it's also, it's kind of like bullet hell. Cause eventually as you get so upgraded, there's just everything everywhere, stuff, <laughs> enemies, projectiles, fire everywhere. It's just visual noise chaos at that point. And it's good fun. So for, for three or four bucks, that one has been also a pretty good, uh, chill out game, not on game pass, but I was a, I was willing to spend the $4. Or you'd say that's an equivalent of one month of your card hoarder rental. So see, yes. it's all- so I'm, I'm trying to make smart entertainment choices. And also now, since I have gigabit ethernet, I can just go hog wild. Which ooh. Is good Giga- ooh, you're fancy. Gigabit. I, it was literally cheaper than, you know, the, what they had for like basic, this is a, uh, we have Xfinity, sorry. Uh, okay. Comcast. Uh, and yeah, they, I didn't know they even brought it into our neighborhood. I was just searching because I was wanting to see if there's anything cheaper. They're like, well, we have fiber now. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I can buy, I can, <laughs> do you want to rent our modem? Hell no. no. I will buy yep. my own modem. I was able to do that. It's very easy to do your own modem. And I'm not sure why they make it so easy, but I did it. Um, and now I can download, you know, a 70 gig game in 10 minutes while my kids are still watching their iPads and stuff. And they can't even tell. It's just like, oh. Because Gabe Newell's is like, give me all the bandwidth. I'm like, I will give you all my bandwidth so I can get that. So I can get Cyberpunk 70, 2077 in like eight minutes is beautiful. That's, yeah, that is a fast, man, that's fast. Jeez. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, Brent and Vincent, I'll, I need to wrap up because I, I actually do have to go to a, a meeting here shortly. <laughs> um, but again, we'll bring back we'll probably have some video game talk each most weeks i've also started watching getting going through all the b-movie asylum releases i've missed in the last couple of years so oh i'll be giving updates on that i just watched planet dune pretty terrible um <laughs> we'll give updates on that one almost done with it um but yeah brent thank you for joining me vincent thank you for providing a digital ai correction and backup um yeah join us hopefully every week for monday night magic i think we're on a good on a good pattern that we'll be able to keep it going. I'm hoping kind of for the multiple years we did for the original, because it's just good fun to chat. Um, uh, Brent, I'll have to get your Twitter handle at some point, because I don't know it. Uh, but as you can <laughs> search for Monday Night Magic on basically any of the major podcasting networks, uh, we have our own little site on Captivate, so you can also listen to the RSS feed there. Um, or I am PSG Reader on Twitter, and I'll usually put stuff there too. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Brent, by the next time we join, hopefully you'll be on like the thousand ticket a month uh, <laughs> at a time loan program, just doing your hustle. Yeah, kids don't need college. <laughs> no, that's why, that's why you get a tree farm. That's the kid's investment. I'm going to sell those Christmas trees. That was <laughs> a terrible weird. investment choice, family. <laughs> that doesn't actually pay for college, no matter what you thought. <laughs> but load of Christmas trees. Um, yeah. Topic for a different day. Topic for a different day, along with naked mole rats. We'll also talk about them another day. All right. Excellent. Thank you for joining me. We'll talk to you guys later. Take care.